I wish I was confident enough to sit in front of the mic and not have a script to help me talk through the topic. But I guess I'm not. I need that push to remind myself why I'm doing this podcast, even when I'm two people down. I will address the elephant in the room, but let me first introduce myself to everyone who might be joining in for the first time. And for those who have been with me through the birth of this channel, I'm truly grateful. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast channel named Little Chino. My name is Subhashree and I'm a storyteller. I've always been taught that I'm not perfect. I never could fit myself in a box that people around me tried to put me in. I was a fat girl with an ambition to fit in with the skinny ones. I tried so hard and ended up losing all respect that I had for myself. I came to the understanding that my opinion did not matter because I was not the kind that people liked to look at or talk to. Until one day I realized that my opinion did not matter to me. I tried to force myself into the lives of the people who did not want me and so I thought that I deserved the disrespect. Lo and behold, when my back was pushed against the wall and I had nothing to my name, I learned ways to build myself up, build a strong woman from scratch. And look at me now, stronger than ever, smarter than ever, none the wiser, but still trying her best to be the most authentic self that she can. Come with me on this journey fighting against my fear and if it helps you in any way I'll be the happiest person on this planet. Now let's address the elephant in the room. Why do we not have two people with us? And this will be only a one time explanation. If you're struggling with multiple projects at the same time, you are unable to focus on even one project. Thus you end up failing yourself. So my friends are now focusing on the project that they're passionate about and I'm handling the project that makes me feel alive. So here I am with little Dechino. Today's topic was suggested by an Instagram follower and a dear friend of mine. She wanted me to talk about a girl, a girl living in a faraway land. Well, that was not her exact words, but it's my interpretation of the topic. Now I wanted to add a twist to her suggestion and wanted to make the topic sound a bit closer to my heart. So today I'll be talking about a girl in a faraway land with trust issues. I have always been protected by my family and the kindest people surrounding me, which made me feel a little sheltered. My parents made sure to give me anything I needed, not what I wanted. Yet I'm the kind of stubborn who wants to make it by herself. The sheltered life made me reconsider my life's choices and I wanted to find out what it was like to make it on your own. I wanted the education to be paid for, but I wanted to earn my lifestyle. I wanted to give my parents anything they would lay their eyes on. Do you see how the word buying is like the keyword here? I wanted money, a lot of it, and boy did I work for it. Well, I still am. Although I had big dreams, I never truly had a plan. Once I had completed my masters, I was just planning a trip with my family to Lucknow and Benares. In the meantime, I had a huge fight with my best friend, well, then best friend, and she was trying to apologize for her behavior. My friend had abandoned us for some boy, and Ben 
the boy refused to be in contact with her she ended up getting a job 1900 kilometers away from a city away from all of us she was finding ways to bring me over to her and make sure that i get the experience of this quote unquote independent life i was convinced as i've never had traveled alone or lived alone since i was bringing about such a big shift in my life i thought of including some friends well two of them got convinced although one of them got dropped off eventually my friend had convinced me to set up a few interviews so that it becomes easier for me to convince my overprotective parents how wicked plan had worked and i had an interview scheduled soon it was time for me to pack my stuff and board the flight a flight that led me to my dreams a flight that will help me become the independent woman that i am today here i was ready with my suitcase packed for 11 days and i in my harry potter branded t-shirt and a lot of dreams we reached our destination within 2 hours 40 minutes but it took us some 3 hours to reach pg my friend had set me up at i was ready to party all i cared about at this point was how i was going to go out with my friends visit all the pubs in the area have a solo trip and learn how to adjust without my parents handing me over anything that i ever need the minute i met my friend i declared that i had no intention of sitting for that interview as it was pointless for me i'd already convinced my parents to let me go out and it made no sense for me to follow through but as fate would have it i had to sit for that interview that the amount of disinterest i had is not funny at this point i just wanted to get over with it i prepped myself with my mark sheets rolled my eyes some 50 times took out my formal clothes amidst all the party wear that had stuffed and hailed for an auto to take me to that location i was not prepared for what was to come i saw the interviewer in his distressed jeans and levi's t-shirt waiting for me in his cabin my naive brain convinced that interviews were always formal well because the only part of reference i had at that point were all the hindi movies and serial that i was watching i was shocked let's just say and the fact that you should be thoroughly prepared for some hard hitting question which involved political and socio economical scenarios i was baffled at that point I was being asked about my hobbies and passions and what my plans were for the evening and I was not prepared for that. So all I could say was the truth and nothing but the truth. Surprisingly enough, I was selected for the final round. I still remember the man in his distressed jeans gave me an 8 out of 10. I was suspiciously looking at him, thinking how it works. I had somehow convinced myself that 8 was a bad number. I don't know, I'm stupid like that. Before my final interview, I was partying the whole night with my friends. By then, I'd partied every single night. I was not prepped at all for the final interview. I was just happy being with the friends I had and feeling secure and safe that there will be people always around me who wanted to party with me. I was partying with a large group of people thinking that this friendship will last forever. Well, turn of events, I'm only in touch with one of those friends from that entire group. Anyway, so the final interview went smoothly. My friend who was already working at the company took me out for a subway burger and told me that the company is super cool. I was shocked to see that there were hot chocolate sachets in the pantry. What was it? A hotel? Who serves hot chocolate? I 
got through and the interview lady called me to her office she told me that she will email me the appointment letter and i blurted out that i was leaving the next day and i might not be able to accept the letter she smiled and let me go well no letter ever came to me the lady had told me that the, that office would start on 27th and i had to join on 27th and submit the signed appointment letter by 25th of that It was the 25th when I got a call from this woman who kept on telling me that they have sent the appointment letter over and I kept on repeating that I do not have anything in my inbox only to realize that all the emails went to my junk mail well I signed it and sent it over booked a one way ticket and left the very next day I kept telling myself that I will come back in a month and this was just a mean for me to check how companies work I was convinced that I needed people around me to maintain my sanity It has been 4 years now. I am grateful and so happy that that I am a part of this organization. This organization has taught me how to be an independent woman. This the people in this organization taught me how to be a failure and taught me how to rise from the ashes, not to burn yourself down but to keep the flame steady and only to aim for the best outcome. The people gave me so much love. Some gave me a lot of hate. Some are too precious and some taught me not to let the pressure of work get to me. It is my corner that gives me peace and anxiety at the same time. Remember when I said that I wanted to struggle and earn my stripes? I wanted to fight for what was rightfully mine. I did not only struggle, I had two health scares, one severe bout of depression, lost multiple friends and have never been better. So it all started at the beach. My roommate and my best friend got through a job and our schedules were the exact opposite to mine. So we hardly met. She was the peace for my sanity. I was with a bunch of people at work but I became lonelier than ever. To see her groggy face when I entered the PG was like the light I was looking for. Anyway, she found her people and the sh- and then she started to hang out with them. Please note that I do not blame her and I am in fact proud of the fact that she was opening up, socializing and being her amazing self. I on the other hand was losing people by the second. I felt like at that very moment I was losing everybody I loved. Then started the problem with the food. I missed being served hot food. I missed my mother calling for me to eat at home, eat a home cooked meal because all I was eating was whatever scrap my friend could save up for me. I was eating less and sleeping more as that was the only way I could save up on money so that I did not have to buy food. And and sleeping helped me not to be hungry at all time. Disclaimer, I was almost hospitalized for these actions and please do not do any of these. But I had no money at the beginning or the end of the month and this was the only way I thought would help me survive. The dark stairs of the PG looked like it was trying to stop me from going upstairs. The little lights on the landing made me feel like it was teasing me before something horrifying would happen to me. The rooms were serpentine and went on like the invisible rope that entangled around my neck. Every weekend my friends stayed away from me. I lacked the will to live my life. It would physically hurt to open my eyes. I felt nauseous and like someone was trying to strangle me. The office was terrifying. A man who hated me was constantly yelling at me. I no one I could call my friend and there were only people judging my constant paranoia. I tried. I tried my best to give it my all. To make as many friends as I could. I thought my managers were judging me. My performance was dipping and my mental health was not that strong either. I would cry for days sitting in one corner and then then I had my first accident. 
Also remember the man who was constantly yelling at me because he hated me? Well, he's a friend now. I fell on the road and got dragged from one end to the other. My knees got scraped up with the flesh hanging by a thin strand of tissue and no one in that entire area tried to help me. Even though I was sitting on the ground bleeding away while they were witnessing the accident. My best friend pulled me up, gave me an ice cream cone, told me to be brave and took me to the hospital to get shots. The doctor plastered my knees and the bruises still remain. Then came my birthday, the famous birthday incident. Something that scares me to date to go out. Something that haunts me more than it should. Something that makes me fear going out on my birthday. As it could have easily been my last birthday. I'm not ready to talk about it. Maybe I will be one day. But today is not the day. Soon came the darkest phase of my life. And you know what they say? It's always dark before sunrise. It's true. A boy, who was a very close friend of mine, mind you, came into the mix. I knew this boy for a long time and he wanted to see his options. I was one such option. The day he left, I was heartbroken because I was under the impression that I was making allies in this unknown city. I was going out with my people and here one by one people were leaving me. In retrospect, I am glad that the, each of these people left me because I would have stopped them from going away. The thought of the room gave me anxiety. The lights in the bathroom which I would stare into while crying made me dread every bit of fire I was alive. I just wanted to escape. As a part of my escape plan, I wanted to take a break and come back home. It was perfect. Everything made me realize why I wanted to struggle and find out about what I was capable of. I wanted to give my life in that faraway land another chance. I went back to my depressing corner, but surprisingly, I was not feeling bad about it anymore. I got an opportunity to work with some of the great people. The most exciting thing that had happened to me during this time was the fact that a friend of mine wanted to wanted me to go for a sleepover at her house. This meant the world to me. I suddenly had this overwhelming sense of joy that I was becoming a part of someone's life who cannot leave me because she was an employee. I had an employee at the same workplace who was my friend. In the meantime, something else had happened. I went out on a date with a man who wanted to meet my parents on the first day of me meeting said man and had come with two tickets for us to fly back to the city where my parents were. If you know me, I am a very awkward person when there are unknown people in the mix. I do not know how to communicate and I go in back. I, I go back inside my shell. So when all of this was happening, I was not only dying inside because I was on a date with this random boy who my friend had set me up with, this boy was also being extra for no reason at all. I ran out of the date. Okay, this did help build my confidence and I was sort of in control of my own self, even if it was for a little bit. This is where all the problems started to sort of pile up one by one and I had to break free. It all started with a random message about a dinner plan. I met him. He was the calm to my madness, but what I was mistaking as love was a habit that I had acquired. I was desperately looking for someone to lean on. I wanted to have someone with me so that I did not have to be alone in a city I knew nothing about. So I leaned on him and let my common sense move out of my mind. He was cautious with me. He did not want to hurt me, but he did not want to tell me the truth either. And that is kind of alright. He too let me. The last thing that had happened to me was when my roommate decided to leave and the only friend I had did not want me to stay with her. 
The only thing I was scared of had happened to me. I was all alone. The friend I was fond of wanted me to move out of her apartment which she unwillingly asked me to stay at because the only other option for me was to live alone on the streets. That single ounce of trust I had on people had left my body by then and all I was left with was myself. Trauma you say? I will ask what kind. I understand her point too. Maybe I'm a little bit entitled to ask her a lot but I was trying my best. I had truly nowhere else to go. I was forced to live with myself as every single person I considered to be my own was either struggling with their own demons or did not have any time for me. I had to do the most dreaded thing. I had to find an apartment where I could live alone. I have never truly thought about living alone. I never could understand why anyone would want to live alone. I was in a dark state of mind where friends were leaving me to die on the streets. I was wounded, my pride was wounded, my ego was hurting, work was difficult and life was getting tougher by the day. To top this off was the fact that I had no money whatsoever to invest on a house that would at least be in a nice area. My friends were all wearing the facade. I just wanted a small semblance of sanity. On a particularly rainy afternoon, I went out on my hunt. My hunt to look for a house where I could at least live for a few months. I remember walking up the slippery stairs and thinking of all the possible scenarios someone could hurt me in these stairs. I walked in and it felt like it was where I belonged. I was compromising on the space but I actually found happiness. There was this constant fear in me that I should not be left alone with my thoughts. Have you ever felt a sense of extreme dread but there is nothing you need to be worried about? Have you ever been thinking about so many things at the same time that none of your thought ever made sense? I was in that phase where nothing made sense. Everything seemed jumbled up but something was still hurting. Something ached in me. I started living with all the dark thoughts and somehow one by one all my problems seemed to disappear. I had to work on myself. I had to tell myself that I'm not completely worthless because at that point and with all the monetary problems I had, I actually had saved up enough to rent a house for me to live in. I had to work on the issues that I was facing at work and instead of thinking about how things could go alright, I started thinking about how I could fix the problem. My thoughts which I feared the most were the only things that gave me company. I was alert about my surrounding but never conscious. My house was not perfect. It was small, it had its issues, but when no one else was there, it taught me how to live by myself. It it taught me to fall in love with myself. Today, I love myself more than anybody else. I've learned to always hate myself. I was fat, then on my conscious brain would tell me how my face was not sexy enough. Then came my thick thigh problems, then my friends leaving me alone, then the boys going away to find better options, then I am and finally losing the only place I had where I could cry. I truly had enough reasons to hate myself. Because I hated myself, no one else would respect me. Because I did not respect myself. While living alone in this house, I was forced to face my fear. I was forced to find the best part of myself and fall in love with them. Like a caterpillar blooming into a butterfly, I became the best version of myself. I love the scars on my body because of my fluctuating weight. I've earned my respect and now I know that if someone does not respect you, there is no space for that person in your life. 
I've learned the price of losing a person on like seven. And now I know that if someone does not want to stay with you, let them go. I've learned that if I do not face my fear, I will not be able to move ahead in life. That is exactly the reason why I'm here today, talking about my life and how I've become me. Little did she know that she will earn her stripes and become the best version of herself. I'm still learning so much about me and I love every single bit of me. Depression, struggle and the pain that you feel are different from one another. I wish someone had enough time to sit me down and let me cry for hours. I did cry in front of a lot of people, but at the same time, I was trying not to speak the whole truth. I was hiding as much possible because I could not trust anyone. Some people did break my trust and some are a part of my tribe right now. But here's the thing that I learned. Do not let anyone else validate what you're going through. The pain you feel is unique to you and do not let anyone quantify your pain. Do not let anyone say that the pain you feel could have been worse. Work inwards and always know that the manning silence in your head is not to be overlooked. It took me four days to complete this chart because I, re- I was reliving every memory and it made me reconsider a lot of things. Anyway, here is a small story and that is one day I woke up early in the morning to the sound of thunder and rumbling. It was raining profusely and everything was in a shade of grey. There was this tree right outside my house which swayed and moved to the rhythm of the rain and it almost made me feel like the tree was dancing. I sat there in one corner of my room admiring the tree and realizing that the tree was almost to the verge of getting uprooted and instead of instead of trying to be resilient, it just kept swaying, it kept swaying with the rhythm. And this somehow gave me a lot of hope. Maybe I was just grasping for something positive to hold on to, but you never know what will brighten up your day and make you a whole new person. Life is difficult when you are trying to find your footing in a different city, but when you figure it out, nothing can stop you. It was exhilarating for me to do my chores, to order my grocery, to fix my induction oven, to get the electrical equipment up and running. I will not trade these feelings for anything. Thank you guys for listening to me blabber for so long. This was my story and I would love to hear about yours. Please tell me what it was like for you. And don't you ever think that your voice does not matter or your story is unimportant. Have a great day ahead. Always remember you can follow me on all the social media platforms and it is important for me to have your support. I will attach all the social media links in the description. I have an account on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter and even a blog on WordPress. All with the same name, Little Achieve. The handles are mentioned in the bio and the description. Come over, let's chat about content and about regular life. Love you guys for the rest of my life and keep loving me back.